and welcome to Phil and Nadia's Unreal Prognosis. This is a new podcast that we're doing where we discuss unreal scenarios. The way it's going to work is we are going to come up with a scenario in which we're going to have random variables. Once we've picked the variable, we'll discuss what the prognosis of the scenario would be. Hopefully too much amusement. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> so, without further ado, we are just going to hit the ground running. Nadia, would you like to do our first question? Okay, so our first question is, what if in 100 years time, scientists discovered that paracetamol actually caused... And we have four possible answers. The first one is people to have a fondness for golf. The second one, country music to sound like white noise. Okay, or you have a helpful voice in your head that tells you that you can dance even if you can't. And number four, causes hangovers to last longer than 24 hours. Oh, you doke. So, luckily what we have to aid us in this podcast and we to be we haven't used this very much and we've had it for so long i don't understand why we why we haven't used this resource more it's, often it's it's such a waste like to not use him like it's it's crazy if anything it's kind of sad that the best use we could come up with for this is this podcast <laughs> um i agree but, but to enlighten you at home we we've actually had a robot for quite a long time um, and the robot he specializes in just picking random options. And his name's Rambot, and he's he's super cute. But, he's um, cute, but he has an attitude sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Even, I mean, like, we, I haven't heard him speak for, like, well, since we put him in the cupboard, really. Yeah, he, he's not fond of that cupboard. Yeah, so he, it may, <laughs> he may be a little testy. We'll, but, you know, we're, we've brought him out of the cupboard today, so he should be quite happy, yeah, I hope. He should be happy. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rambot, so out of our four options, which which are we getting? And Rambot has selected option number two. Ooh, so... Country music is going to sound like white noise. What are your first sort of thoughts about this then, Phil? Would you... Well, so if, if they look back in 100 years and they realise that anyone who took a paracetamol would hear country music as white noise, the first thing I think that they think is... Ah, that's why so much country music was about beer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because they're like, if you've got pain, don't take a paracetamol. Instead, just drink lots of beer. Yeah, those two do correlate quite well. And it like, you know, when you think of sort of old country music, like taverns, is all those guys that are drinking and they throw bottles at the singer and all that stuff. Or was that just in Blues Brothers? I don't, I don't really know. I think maybe that's kind of like a widely perpetuated stereotype. <laughs> but I uh, like it though. There's no smoke without fire. <laughs> <laughs> there's no glass without a band. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Also, I mean, it, it might suggest that, that like people like Taylor Swift, who are like country music defectees, might have known about it. Very true. And she knew that, you know, she had to broaden her base because to most people it was white noise. Oh my God, this tracks so well because, right, Taylor Swift, she started in country music and now the audience that she would have, like, got when she started, when they got to drink in age in America, that's when she would have went over. 
Oh, yeah, of course, because they would be having hangovers and taking paracetamol. That's it. So she would have realised, like, oh, my God, all my fans are just going to hear my music, like, white noise from here on out. She is not just a musician, a talented one. She's also a wise business lady. Oh, my goodness. On the subject of Taylor Swift being a wise business lady, did you hear... um, Did you hear about this? Yes, I think I did. My understanding of it is Taylor Swift's record label got bought out, that old one, and so the people who now own uh, first six albums, they're not going to release like the rights to it, is that right? It sounds something like that, but basically she wanted to re-record all of her own songs again. So oh yeah, that's right, they're, they're not going to give her the masters back. So she can't, like, yeah, she can't do anything with her own material, yeah. that's just like totally belongs to them. So in like a super cool move, she's going to re-record all her old stuff. And then re-release it. It might be better. It may be. It, it might be you know, it probably will because with with like age and experience and all the things she's learned over the years. Post cats. That's like a very powerful move. She's a powerful country ex-country white noise avoider. But well, well, actually, I mean, this would this would suggest that in this timeline, Taylor Swift knew about it before any scientist. The scientists only going to find this out in hundred years. Very true. Years well, time. she obviously is into her science. She might have a little chemistry set at home. She might have been testing it on mice and things. And then she realised that the mice, after she was feeding them paracetamol, were like, ugh, they didn't like her music as much. And were running around the cage like a bit mad. So she was like, hang on, I need to get, I need to experiment further. Then she bought some chimps, which is probably easy to procure in America, and started testing it on those in a secret underground bunker. I absolutely love the idea that out of sheer curiosity, Taylor Swift was given paracetamol to mice. Yep. Well, it's, you know... And then whilst playing the music to the mice, <laughs> but not but not her new stuff either, only her old stuff. Well, you know... <laughs> or maybe she was doing both. Science, science takes a creative mind sometimes, so, you know, to think out of the box and... Yeah, that is true. I don't think any scientist would sit down and, I like, think, let's play Taylor Swift's early back catalogue to mice while they have paracetamol because to be honest they've pretty much finished testing paracetamol yeah exactly now because like you know it kills you if you take too much that's all you really need to know yeah yeah so no one's going to like see what the effects are on country music also this might explain like why there's kind of like a a country music bubble yeah i know what you mean so like it's not a universally mm. popular genre well in my head if i was ever going to be a famous megastar I always thought that it would be brilliant to be a famous country star because you could enjoy all the trappings of fame, like the money and the adoration of your country-loving fans, while also living a very normal life because no one knows in the outside world knows who you are out of that bubble. Oh, yeah. So, like, you just, like, have a house in, like, Nashville and then when you get sick of being worshipped and adored every time you go out to the shops, yep. you just like fly to like anywhere Seattle. Else. <laughs> anywhere else in the world. <laughs> like anywhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the thing is, this is interesting because, as you know, I am partial to a little bit of country music myself. Very true. And I usually don't hear paracetamol. I usually only go for ibuprofen. That, I think that proves this to be very true, Phil, actually. Yeah, I mean... Makes sense. It, it could be a lot of the same for country music fans. Maybe in like the southern states, people are more ibuprofen. Yeah, they they love their Advil and whatever they take. But yeah, they hate paracetamol for some reason. Maybe it was like some old wives' tale in the south that they believed that you know it was bad for you. But 
aspirin was Or maybe good. like people started using paracetamols to like do abortions. Yeah. And they were like, we're not having this. So maybe it's not sold widely. Also, another interesting point on the country music escape is the more the further we get into the 21st century, the more of a slant there is towards men in country music. Mm. If you listen to like country music radio, virtually nine out of ten of the artists they play are men. Really? I would thought it was yeah. like... A- you know, a women's sort of... Well, it used to be kind of like a 50-50 split. Yeah. And then the more time's gone on, the more male-dominated it's gotten. Oh, that's odd. Why is that? I have no idea. It's obviously drug-related. It's clearly drug-related. But it's how? got to be to do with the paracetamol. Perhaps more women are taking paracetamol than men. Yes, because, oh, women have periods. Oh, my God. Yeah, it makes so much sense. So, there like, if you're a man in the southern states of America and you get hurt... Mm. you're probably not going to take a painkiller because you want to be very manly. Very true. And, and it probably takes you like an hour to pop to your local shop in some places. So it's not worth the like effort. Like Puri Drummond. Yes, exactly. God God bless that woman. <laughs> she is an amazing woman. We do love her on this show. Oh my God, pioneer woman. She is a pioneer of so many Have things. Have you seen a, um, a lockdown show is going to be on this Monday night on Food Network? Is it? Okay, I'm gonna have to watch yes. that. Yes, and it's all being filmed by a. Fa- That's where she's gonna have the um the the mug cake. The broccoli. And the oh, broccoli. I think that she'll she'll really come out of herself a bit more because they won't have the sort of like you have to be a wife and act like this. I think she'll just act more like her actual. A wacky self. personality is just gonna come out. Yes. Just like a cleaver. <laughs> just like a cleaver. Oh no! She. I was. I was watching one of her shows, and uh, she. She was like a question and answer show, and she was going through the things in her kitchen. Um, like, because one of the questions was like, "What are your most valuable kitchen items?" And I was like, "It's the cleaver. It's the. It's the. It's the cleaver." <laughs> yeah. She got the cleaver out, and she was like, "A multi-purpose knife." And I was like, <gasps> "That re is a cleaver, and you are fooling nobody." <laughs> I was like, "This explains why she uses it on everything, but that she is a cleaver." That, yeah, it is a cleaver, <laughs> usually for cutting meat. I mean, I imagine if you asked her, if you brought her up on the fact that she's using a cleaver to do everything, she would probably just tell you if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And just for our listeners that aren't aware of who we're talking about, really, we're talking about the amazing Food Network TV show called Pioneer Woman. She's basically a pioneer woman and she's all alone on this farm in the middle of literally nowhere on a prairie. And she cooks with a knife. She's brilliant. Um, The reason that's relevant to this conversation is because like, she lives so far away from anywhere yep. that if she had to get some paracetamol... Like, if I had a headache and I lived where she lives and I was out of paracetamol, I would just be like, no, yeah, I'm not going. It's not worth it. You just, look, you yeah. just have a glass of wine or Drink. something. Yeah. yeah. Take the edge off. Yeah, you absolutely would. <laughs> I think we sold that one, Phil. Yeah, I think we have. In fact, if I'd be very disappointed at this point if it turns out that in 100 years' time they don't figure out that paracetamol causes country music to sound like white noise. In a hundred years' time, this this very podcast will be used to show how far ahead of like things we were. Either that, or Taylor Swift's private mercenaries are going to come and find us. <laughs> how did you know about the Mouse Project? They'll get our laptops and throw them out of the window. Oh my god! And, and like, destroy you got everything. One episode of a podcast, and then Taylor Swift have her killed. <laughs> Oh, so if you hear this, you're one of the lucky people that managed to hear us before we were taken down by the Taylor Swift Corporation and her hired goons. But we'd die to like keep the secret. I would. I would definitely die for the secret. Yeah. It's important. Quite a lot of people know. Oh, well, here's the thing, actually. Just, just before we move off this topic. Mm-hmm. If this did become 
common knowledge, do you think people would stop taking paracetamol? To, to be frank, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that most, obviously people like yourself would be more wary of it because you do enjoy country music, but an awful lot of people don't like it, so they wouldn't, they'd be like, whatever. Oh, another interesting point actually on this subject. I'm really glad it was this one because I've got I've got interesting points. Um, is that right? Country singer Josh Turner actually does have a song called "White Noise," but it's kind of like low key racist. Oh. And it, like in the song, he has to kind of put a lyric in to explain that the song's not racist. Oh. I, like, I'm not obviously I'm not insinuating Josh Turner's a racist. Okay. He's not. He has like a lot of like gospel influences in his music, like uh, gospel choirs coming in. So he's not. But this song is a little bit cringe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that seems like a good place to leave this topic and move on. Okay. Um, shall we move on to our second question? Question two. So question two. Would you like to do the honours, Nadia? Okay. Um, you are being chased by a hippo with no hope of escape. Your only weapon is blank. What are your chances of survival? And the weapons are a Harry Potter wand that generates random spells, Mary Poppins bag and only things she is shown to produce from it. I guess that's in the movie. A book off big ball of blue tack. And uh, number four, 99 red balloons. So... Let's get Rambot on the case. Rambot, do your do your magic. Do your Rambot. Mm, that's not what we wanted, Rambot. He, he's a bit grumpy, and isn't I, it, it, I'm sad. I am too, To but, be fair, yeah. Rambot was never the best conversationalist. It's just... It's just kind of awkward. Yeah, it is a bit awkward. But then I do keep forgetting that he's here, so... That's, I mean that that was it was like that before to be fair even when we had him out before we put him in the cupboard it was like yeah. that it is... we had him out serving drinks so he was quite good at that. like he, he wouldn't get the orders right because it, it kind of just no. give you a random drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was yeah but, but you know but, sometimes you, know, you, you you'd fancy a random drink if you went to the bar and you said surprise me you would yep. you would always get what you asked for that's the reason I I once tried creme de month. And I was like, that tastes gross, Rambot. Get me another one. And then he did. What did you get instead? Um, I think it was a stout. How did you feel yeah. about that? Oh, it was all right, but I didn't want to, to, to gamble again, so I just sort of sipped it, really. Oh, no. I know. Not the best night, but you know. But we're, we're going to play to Rambot's strengths, and we're going yeah. to get him to... He likes numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's easy it's when, you, when your range is one to four and not, like, any potential drink. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> So, Rambot, let's try that again, and this time, maybe fix your attitude. And Rambot has chosen number one. I was hoping it would be number one. Ooh. So, number one was, let me read out the question again. So, you're being chased by a hippo with no hope of escape. Your only weapon is a Harry Potter wand that generates random spells. What are your chances of survival? Now, I think I see why Rambot has picked this option. Because, because it's going to keep him yeah, in a job. Space. And it has the word random in it, so yeah. he loves that. Um, so what we've got, for you guys at home, what we've got here is 
and we've got a list of 190 spells from Harry Potter. And we're going to have to enlist Rambot's help to, to, to see which spells we're, are going to be cast as this scenario unfolds. Well, I think that first we should maybe chat about what is likely oh, yeah. and like, and then do the actual, of course. you know. So, so like, first things first, we can't escape from this hippo. No. Are we talking like a Thunderdome scenario? I mean, you can't, you can't escape from a hippo typically anyway, because they outrun a person. Yeah, he's charging and he's angry. Yeah, like, I think a lot of people like see hippos as being quite big and like cumbersome, but they're actually like, they're as fast as a horse. They're, yeah, they're quite terrifying, really. They've got huge mouths. Yeah, they'll fuck you up. Like, <laughs> they, they will. really will. And if, if you get on the bad side, they're like unrelenting. They'll never forgive you. They're not forgiving. <laughs> creatures an elephant never forgets a hippopotamus never forgives that's the saying (laughs) people just don't people don't say the bit about the hippos because they're scared they're scared of them yeah they don't want to get on the bad side of of the hippo you never do have you seen the game hungry hungry hippos it's a vicious game very vicious (laughs) it's not a peaceful eating experience they are like thrashing it's very violent i think it ends in tears quite a lot hungry hungry yeah definitely even maybe more so than monopoly yeah actually yeah i don't know why people let children play it they should just let it be for adults that very angry yeah agreed yes yeah and hungry hungry hungry. (laughs) we'll talk us through it nadia so where where are we and what, what are we looking at i mean from what we know in a harry potter world there's not many often sort of times that you have to sort of defend yourself from a big creature like that i would probably say the only thing that comes to my mind is in the tournament in book four when harry has to fight a dragon a horn tail is a norwegian ridgeback oh yeah norwegian ridgeback that's right um so in that harry just uses a um a spell to summon his broom so there's no great defense things there yeah. really i'm not particularly good on a broom i don't think many people would be naturally talented on a broom yeah and like akio that. is actually on this list now the, the, i think the beauty of akio is if you get akio you can essentially add any word on the end of it that is very true but i wonder if it has to belong to you yeah and if you're in a savannah somewhere which i imagine you would be because you're being chased by a hippo it might take a while for that thing to get to you so you'd have to get something quick that's nearby mm. and what's that like yeah that's true be? the hippo will get you before yeah. before the thing gets yeah. to you but then like and the thing is like if it has to be something that belongs to you as well i mean like harry just said akio firebolt and if like not every firebolt in existence came to harry that's very it true. was his particular one so i think it has to be you have to have the thing in your mind and it has to be yours i don't think it has to be yours because you could still probably steal stuff oh no that's right because i think hermione did it on the cup didn't she like when they were going for the cup in the vault oh and that's yeah not her cup. that's true so i guess as long as you can like think of it in your mind but you know which particular thing you're going for yeah. so if you're out in the savannah you're pretty much screwed with that one unless there is something to hand that you can use i don't know what it is like I, I don't know. It's actually making me feel a bit nervous, this, because it's a horrible situation. What is the distance between uh, us and the hippo? Let's let's say 200 metres. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like two football pitches away from you. So that's kind of a good reaction time. Okay. So it's 200 metres away. Any Anything else we can use? Have we got a tree? Have we got anything? Maybe there's no tree. Um, but I think that he would just walk around. Yeah, I think, I think like, y- you've got to defeat the hippo. You can't just claim up the tree. Like, I think the hippo yeah. is going to have the tree down. And that's the thing. I mean, a lot of these sort of spells aren't about destroying stuff. Some are, but not many. So how long are we going to say it takes to cast one spell? Um, I don't know. I mean, me personally, I can't make a decision to, to save my life. 
So in this situation, I wouldn't be able to save my life. So at a distance of 200 metres, the hippo is going to be with us in 24 seconds. It's running towards you at 30 kilometres an hour. Oh, should we say like five seconds to cast a spell? So we, we essentially get five shots to before the hippo gets to her. Well, no, because you wouldn't be doing them straight one after the other because you would have to react to what happens the first time. No, oh, yeah, you're right. So should we say three then? Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So you get you get three you get three spins of the wheel. I'm I'm really feeling a bit stressed out and scared. Just I'm the feeling thought a bit of stressed this like out. big thing running at us and then killing us. I mean, ideally, like spell number one is just a Varda Kedavra and the hippo's dead. Shall we see what happens? <laughs> But what if it's just Crucio? So you just torture it, so it gets oh my even God, more hungry. The hippo. So it oh doesn't no. die, but then it, it, it you make it even more angry, and then it decides to not just kill you straight away, but to torture you back somehow. <laughs> it just gets the wand off you and just starts like doing a hippo Crucio on you. That's fantastic. I mean, I think best case scenario would be what um, Bellatrix with the Strange did to Neville's parents. And you just make the hippo go insane. But even then, you're still dealing with an insane hippo. Yeah. I'd imagine that she would have done that, like, imagine, like, I picture this a lot. But <laughs> she would have, like, used the one curse on them, like, quite a lot. Not just one really amazing, like, go oh, with the yeah. curse. She would have done it again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just one long one, yeah. <laughs> that would make more sense. But like, you know, I mean in this in this scenario, you aren't going to let let go of the hippo once you've got it under the under the curse. You're gonna you're gonna what, keep it. So at you're just gonna stand there for all the rest of your life. You, no, you're you just gonna for... like you're just gonna like do it until like the hippo goes down. You've just gotta keep torturing it until the hippo passes out. It might end though, like, you know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We, we just don't know. We just don't know. We just don't any, know. Any other picks that you would hope to see? Um, I mean, a lot of these spells, you're right, would end in you just kind of standing there with nothing else to do. Like, if you got, like, Levocorpus on the hippo, <laughs> what are you going to do? You've just got a hippo that you have to levitate. Are you going to, like, walk out of the savannah holding this hippo? Yeah. Like, how, what is your walk? Like, you know, hope somebody comes along and saves you before... Or, or, like, hope another hippo doesn't come along. That's very true. Because, like, you can't handle two of those things. Um, well, looking here, something like the ears shriveling one. And, and apparently <laughs> They've that already got it. quite small yeah, ears. <laughs> I mean, that would be of no help whatsoever. You'd just be like... The pippo would be like, okay, that I feel a bit weird, but I'm going to, like, <laughs> continue to run so quickly. Um, yeah, this... I mean, if anything, you might make it more aerodynamic. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if you had Imperio, the one where you control the person, again, it, it seems to only be like horrible dark spells that would work. <laughs> I'm sure there'd be like a nice one. Um, is there not? Oh, I see if you had portions. I guess you could like make a form, but we don't have portions. We've just got the one. How are you going to feed that? Like, how are you going to be like when it's at 20 kilometers an hour? Are you going to be like, just wait a minute, mate. Can you just drink this? <laughs> like, no. Can you just he would... stop a second? Do you know what's tastier than a human? Mr. Hippo. Before you kill me, just have this drink. Also, like, if if we would, like, dragging random portions into it, you might end up with, like, Felix Felicis and then just make the hippo lucky and it's just definitely going to kill you. <laughs> not, <laughs> not only is it going to kill you, it's going to kill you in such a way that, like, more humans will come to rescue you and it'll kill them too. That's how, that's how good the hippo's day is going to be going. <laughs> well, you could. There is one here as well, which would be quite, like, weird. Sonorous which amplifies the voice. Imagine doing that on a hippo. <laughs> I was looking at this before. I don't think like, oh, I think it's for you though. It's to do on yourself. Well, no, but when people do it, I think Lee Jordan does it when he's like doing the speaking. 
or Dumbledore or someone and they do it on their own throat. They like cast it there. So I imagine that you could do it on someone I mean, else. you could, but why would you do it on the hip ball? Like why not just, you'd use it on yourself. But oh, right, I, I don't suppose. think the hip ball would yeah. be deterred by that. Like you could roar at the hip ball and just be like, fuck off Mr. Hip ball. But like, he's not gonna care. He's gonna be like, I'm not scared of you. But the thing is, you wouldn't know what's coming out of that wand before it happens. So you would point it at the hippo. Oh my God, you point that at your throat and you're like Avada Kedavra. <laughs> fucking hell. To be fair, in that situation, you wouldn't have lost anything because you were already dead to the hippo. Yeah, I suppose, but it's just not going to so be... anything could happen. Uh, shall we give it a whirl, then? Okay, let's go. Um, okay, Rambot. Rambot, come back, please. Rambot. Come over here. Get here, Rambot, please. Why are we saying please to him? I don't know. I just feel sorry for him. Look, okay. look at him. He's so dejected. He is dejected. It's He's quite dejected. Sad. Um, okay, Rambot, let me have a random spell. Rambot has selected 73 on our list, which is Expulso, and it makes objects explode. Ooh, perfect. Perfect. Does it work <laughs> on a living creature? And have we just blown up a hippo? I would imagine so, yeah. Why would it not? It would probably be harder, but you'd still be able to explode it. Why on earth would anyone not use that all the time in, like, battles? Like, you see all these... I suppose you can repel it, can't you, if if you're, like, if you're dueling. I think it has to hit you to work, so... Yeah, true. (laughs) And the worst part of this is that you would be covered in in bits of exploded hippo. I, I think, like, given the situation... You've come out pretty well, though. That's true. Of all the spells to get, that's probably, like, one of the best ones. But, because hippos are so large, like, you could end up with a hefty bit of meat falling on you and you would die. That would be quite poetic. Just If if you can hit it from the 200 metre mark immediately, then fine. Like, you know. Yeah. If you're going to hit it, like, near to it, apparently it causes quite a violent explosion, so you don't want to get caught up in that blast either. Very true. (laughs) It sounds like that's, that's a pretty safe way out shall we try another to see what the what the prognosis might be in a different yes please let's have rambot rambot why are you leaving rambot no we're not done come back he's getting used to this whole like two questions and i'm done mindset and i don't Uh, like it it's not pretty rambot you need no just need to do your job he needs to book up his ideas yeah you really do May we please have another random number? Um, he's picked two away, Lazy Rambot. At number 79, we have Finestra, which turns windows to dust. Okay. <laughs> Poetically, the eyes are the windows to the soul. So, I mean, maybe you could get, like, turn the hippo's eyes to dust uh, that's that that's true but um but do hippos have souls very true do oh do we even have time to discuss that as a topic i mean yeah that that's a whole other thing yeah um so let's just assume that you've wasted go one on not having a decent spell um let us have another rambot number <laughs> he's picked number two Oh my god, Nadia, guess what number two on the list is? Avada Kedavra. No, it's Akio. Oh, okay. So, well, we're kind of like Akio, you're fucked because you, there isn't anything there. No, that's very true. Oh, well, actually, 
I mean, you don't know what spell you're getting, but assuming like you're wearing shoes or something, you could take your shoe off, right? <laughs> Where is this throw going? Throw it behind the hippo. <laughs> And then Akio... Throw it behind the hippo? Yeah, throw it behind the hippo. And then Akio the shoe towards you. And then the hippo might think it's been kicked. And turn around and go for the shoe. (laughs) I I like it. But how would you throw a shoe over 200 metres? Well, this is risky because you've got to wait (laughs) for it to get closer. So maybe you climb the tree. Okay. Maybe you climb the tree and when the hippo's near, you throw the shoe. And then you Akio the shoe. Or, like, <laughs> it's the best I've got. <laughs> I mean, it's more than I've okay. got, so, yeah, I'll give you that. Let's but... say that doesn't work, and now you're stuck up the tree, and the hippo is at your doorstep. Uh, your final spell is going to be... Number 117, which is... Oh, my God. It's it's probably the worst one in this scenario. It's Lumos. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you just died. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Is there a way you could you could use Lumos to defeat a hippo? Could you, like, try and, like, like flash um, bomb it? Yeah, but again, even if you try and poke him in the eye or something, he'll be charging at you. And, yeah, that's yeah. true. You you are fucked. I mean, unless, unless, like, the Lumos is so bright that, like, it stops the hippo being able to see you. But then you wouldn't be able... If it was that bright, it would probably like mess with your own eyes as well god yeah you'd be just as fucked yeah yeah should we have one more go and see if we can defeat the hippo in three yes i want to kill this blasted hippo i mean we did blow it up once like poor hippo that just made me feel like i was covered in like blood and guts and things. that that wasn't the nicest experience (laughs) okay so final one we reset okay. the hippo to the 200 metre yards and this is what this is so like best two out of three so this is going to decide <laughs> if the hippo wins or we do so Rambart first spell please 56 oh my god it's called Ducklefors and it turns things into ducks <gasps> this is perfect so you'd have to just kill the duck that's it you, that's there's no no bones about it. Kill the duck. Now, what we need to figure out is how long it's going to stay as a duck. Because that, that duck know. is, if anything, it's going to be with you all the sooner. Is it indefinite? Is it indefinitely a duck? Or is it just a duck for like 30 um, seconds? I'm really even surprised that that in itself is a a spell. And it's not a transfiguration, like sort of universal spell. But it's just like a specific one that turns things into ducks. If I was if I was a, a Death Eater, I wouldn't be a Death Eater going around like Avada Kedavra and people. I would be like Ducklefors, Ducklefors, Ducklefors. <laughs> Ducklefors. People would be like, oh, no, there's so many ducks. Death Eaters. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's my dad? <laughs> <laughs> like that's that would be Neville's dilemma. We would be like, I don't know which ducks are my parents. <laughs> I would try and change them back. Oh, do you know what I would do as well if I was a Death Eater and yeah. I had that and I was doing that spell? I would have a bunch of actual ducks. Right. And I would start the battle by just unleashing real ducks. Oh, so no one would know who's a wizard and who's a duck. Good luck f- turning your friend back into a into a wizard because you're gonna have to go through so many ducks i have just a vision of a hooded and cloaked death eater in a park like waiting in the <laughs> trying to scoop up a lot of ducks <laughs> in preparation of this big plan <laughs> oh. i mean like everyone on your death eater team would hate you yeah 
you'd be universally hated by the Bo- Death Eaters. Voldemort would end up killing you after at the end. He'd be like, I liked your vision, but really, you know, it was a, a really silly. good try. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what that is, Nadia? Do you know what that is? That is a Ravenclaw Death Eater. Yes, that really is actually. They wouldn't quite fit in, but you know, they're trying their best. Creative, off their box, just doing doing their best to get the job done in a very, like. Unique way, but then the Slytherin ones would be like, "No, I want to kill. This isn't killing. I don't like. There's just ducks everywhere." So, and I'm 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 almost 100 percent certain Lockhart would have gone over to their side had he not been oblivious. Yeah, true. Would they have wanted him? Doubtful. But they'd probably know. like use him as like a propaganda tool. Like they'd send him around. Oh yeah, that's true. Actually, he'd be in the Daily Prophet a lot, like shaking hands with Voldemort. Oh, he'd have like a column being like, oh my God, here's how I like tortured all these muggles. And like, oh yeah, they put up a really good fight with their guns, but in the end, I just duck Lafford <laughs> them. And then... <laughs> duck Lafford, duck Lafford, duck Lafford. And now they're ducks. And all like the Slytherins at home would be like, why didn't you just Avada Kedavra them? And <laughs> But the kids would love it. The kids would be like, yeah, I want to turn a muggle into a duck. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it does sound quite charming, turning a muggle into a duck. It sounds quite cute, actually. Like a fun little pastime for kids. But speaking of ducks, we've got a duck on the way to our location. What? <laughs> In the scenario. Oh, right. Yes, that's true. <laughs> we've turned the hippo into a duck. Woo! That's a defeat, I think. You could just literally now, kick it. Really? I mean, not that I, no, I agree I, with kicking I mean, animals, but... I think the duck... Well, he's not running anymore. He'll be flying. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, actually. Like, the duck, the duck is coming to peck your face off. Oh, no, that's horrible. How would you kill it? I don't know to what extent a duck could fuck you up. I should say I don't know to what extent a duck would fuck a, a normal person up. But me, personally... A duck would fuck me up. <laughs> yeah, it would probably fuck me up. I, I'd try and run away and then give up quite soon. Yeah, like I would just like have to like curl into a ball and assume the fetal yeah, position and, and just let the duck have what it wants. I just imagine it would just be like, like nipping your ear <laughs> aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then it'd be like, leave me alone, please. And you'd feel sorry for yourself and then the duck would, wouldn't care. And the duck would just like walk away, like just disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, eventually that duck is going to turn back into a hippo, presumably. Yeah, you'd have to get up. Bearing in mind, like, we we aren't really wizards. Yeah, true. So this will be like a Muggle casting like a, a magically charged wand spell. So we're probably not going to cast it perfect. So let's assume that it, it's it's for the foreseeable future it's a duck, but like you can't just wait it out as a duck. It's coming back as a hippo if yeah, you don't you kill don't it. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. So Rambot, may we please have another spell? <laughs> This is the second of the three. Oh my goodness. Well, this is perfect. Well, this is like the only spell that will actually resolve you peacefully. Oh, amazing. And it's apparate. So you just apparate out of there now. Worst case scenario here is you splinch yourself. But you can be unsplinched, I think. Yeah, only if you've got a wizard handy. I mean, and it, it, it's hard as like a, a first time apparate that and not splinch yourself, I think. You, what you would have to do is apparate into or attempt to um to saint mungo we should mention at this at this juncture that for those who aren't potterheads that apparate is like a teleportation spell that can teleport you somewhere and splinch is if you get it wrong you can like leave a body part behind so you can like teleport somewhere and accidentally like forget to bring your leg it sounds very horrible and painful and also it just sounds like it stings a bit but that's just oh, well, it me sounds like it would be horribly painful and i think maybe say wizards 
like are used to that amount of pain in their lives because all of the things like in the wizarding world are fucking scary like yeah true that spell that regrows all your bones that sounds awful that sounds like it'd be horrible i know and they didn't give them any pain relief like oh my god yeah that's the thing and this is the thing like i think wizards must just be so used to having horrible painful nasty things happen to them Mm. that like losing an arm it's like nothing. So if you were a muggle-born, you would just, you just bring your own supply, each year of, of paracetamol, just in case. Which brings us back to paracetamol. Oh yeah, like you just turn like your country music into white noise again. <laughs> but the thing is, when you cast a spell, you don't know what the spell's going to be. Yeah, that's the trickiest thing, I think. Because how do you prepare for anything? Now, the other thing is, if it were me... I'd be pointing the wand at the duck. Right. So would that mean the duck would get teleported? Or would we still be the ones to teleport? Oh. Can you operate someone? I don't think you can operate someone else, can you? Yeah, let's just say you can't operate someone because it's a bit of a nightmare anyway. So you are just going to randomly teleport to somewhere. Who knows? Probably the place that you're like thinking of like the most. Like, oh, I wish I was here instead of getting attacked by this duck. <laughs> Where would you end up? Good question. I don't know. Probably at home. Okay. So let's say worst case scenario, you end up home. And you end up splinched. Yeah. You've got one spell to save your ass. Let's just say this is the last spell you get before you bleed out and die. So, at uh, Rambot, our final spell. <laughs> 62, Enervate. Given as like, it's given as like a revival spell that brings someone back from consciousness. So it, it's for anyone who's unconscious. Well, I don't think that would be very helpful if you were splinched. It's not going to help unless the ha- unless you happen to have teleported next to an unconscious doctor. Yeah, you would just bleed out and die. That, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, the, the hit board didn't get you. You got yourself in an attempt. You got yourself. So, I mean, I think that is that is two nil, two one to the hippo. Yeah, I think so too. Clever hippo. You just can't beat nature. I mean, we did kind of score an own goal. By being in the savannah in the first place? By splinching myself. Very true. It was going so well. Like, we had it as a duck, and then and then it all went wrong. I'm just quite glad that we'd never have to be in this situation, ever. I mean, let's hope. I mean, let, that that is why this is the unreal prognosis. Hopefully, it's it's never the real prognosis. But fingers crossed, if this is anyone's real scenario, then that's... That's your prognosis. You have to be in a world where wands exist and they actually work and magic is a thing. Otherwise... You have to have a Harry Potter wand and be lucky enough to turn the hippo into a duck. Otherwise, <laughs> you're going to end up chopping your own leg off, which is actually, those both happened in the same scenario. So <laughs> that's what you have to look forward to. There isn't much chance of survival against a hippo. Knowing this now, I think, realistically, I would just run into the hippo screaming and just wanting death to be <laughs> over with and just, you know... And like I know this wouldn't work, but I think I would try and like like calm the hippo down like <laughs> how train your dragon style. A charging a charging Hopefully. rhino charging at you and you would try and calm it down. You're a braver man than me, Phil. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. Like if I'm dead either way, I've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. <laughs> That's true, you could gain so, a friend. I could gain a hippo friend. Imagine how badass it would be if like in that scenario, I just came like riding out of the savannah on my hippo. Like, yeah, that would be quite cool. Yeah, it's the circle of life. Yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> and I guess that's a good place to end, it really. Is. You riding away on a hippo, having the made African friends sunset. with him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. 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 <laughs> beautiful to think of. Um, 
So that is all from us for this episode. If you would like to suggest any uh, unreal scenarios for us to prognosticate upon, you need only email us. Email your suggestion to unrealprognosis at gmail.com and if Rambot can handle the variables, we will discuss. Exactly. Please do. Send them in, folks. And you can also find us on Twitter, so please feel free to tweet us if that is your thing. Um, we are on Twitter as Phil plus Nadia's Unreal Prognosis, but simply typing in Unreal Prognosis will bring up our Twitter account. So please do tweet us if that is your thing. So this has been an absolute delight. It has been. I've very much enjoyed this, Phil. Whether our listeners will enjoy it, I do not know. And I was going to say I don't care, but it would be nice if people did. <laughs> but I've, I've enjoyed um, this. We, so. we should definitely yes. do this again. We will. Yeah, we'll do this again regardless. We can just scream endlessly into the void. Yay. And it doesn't matter who's listening. Aww. Because isn't that just life? That is life. Dance like no one's listening. No, dance like no one's watching and <laughs> podcast like no one's listening. Yes, that's, and, that's and calculate random numbers like you're not about to be put back into the cupboard. <laughs> oh, Rambot. Oh. What are we going to oh, do with Rambot. him? Okay, well, that is it. Okay. Later, everyone. I guess that's it. Goodbye. You got cooking. That's some country music for you.